I just had an amazing two-hour conversation, longest podcast ever, with Mega Gupta, who is a biohacker, and she's such an amazing person, living an amazing ideal life in Goa. We spoke about ideal life. We spoke about biohacking. We spoke about red light therapy, ice bath, sauna, tree hugging, plant hugging, and I think the most important part was what motivates her. what happiness is we spoke about failures we spoke about mentors and a ton of other things do not miss this episode go inside and hear it and do not forget to follow us on this i'll see you guys in sec mega i am so glad we connected and i'm so glad ashwin introduced us uh, when i saw biohacker I, that that was that got me completely intrigued i know you wear multiple hats but i'm going to start out with the biohacker hat yeah. Uh, start by telling me what is a biohacker who is a biohacker who is a biohacker sorry uh no no that's okay uh, a biohacker okay so to tell you who is a biohacker i'll have to tell you what biohacking is yes so biohacking is anything and everything that you would do in your internal and external environment to better your life to optimize your life to bring more vitality in your life and to improve longevity so largely that is what biohacking is now with all um, schools this principle also have has many layers to it and there are many ways to do it and uh, you can do it with gadgets you can do it with nature with body with apps with you know instruments and everything and what i focus on is using nature and body for biohacking your life so when did you get into biohacking it was about 3 uh, 4 years ago you know i uh, moved to goa um and couple of us were sitting and having a conversation and you know how different people different things flying in the air um somebody is talking about uh, crypto somebody is talking about goa waterfall somebody is talking about biohacking and somebody mentioned i'm like what is that and uh, that person gave me a little gist and i came home and i flipped my laptop open and i got to work and i couldn't stop i just kept reading and it felt like it was like this is what i was meant to do and all night which is so rare like i wouldn't stay up for anything all night I kept feeling like I'm coming home to myself. I'm coming home to myself. This is what I was made for. This is this feels like home. Uh I have acted uh, most of my adult life and it happened by chance and I did it. I did well, but I did it as work. It it I'm very blessed to have done it and the opportunities I got, but it was work. This felt so good. And having just been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, I was like, okay, let me give this a shot because by that time I was I was giving up hope on every modality that I was trying and uh, I started doing it and it just uh, my body responded so well everything just uh, seemed to be working for me and I haven't stopped since So before you moved to Goa what did you work on What did I work on uh, I was I was acting over here in Bombay and uh, I was doing daily soaps Nice I was not doing anything in Bollywood I felt like um, I'm not I was not very ambitious then and I want I w- I was like I'd rather be a big fish in a small pond rather than a small fish in a big pond love it and 
I don't have any guardian angel or godfather in Bollywood and you know I'm not the kind of person who will sit for one hit and then go looking for work in that sense TV is very um stable you know you do one daily soap it goes for a few years you earn your money you earn fame you're busy literally 40 days a month and I don't mind doing the hard work we were doing 60 hours shifts as well oh, wow. I gladly did I won't do it again because now it messes with your cycle I wouldn't want to do it anymore and luckily because I was younger then it did not really have an impact on my health but it was nice it was stable and TV just kept me really happy and then I moved to Goa so how did you stumble onto it I know when you first spoke you told me about how do you stumble onto it I would love to get that story out of you it's so depressing typical you know i'm like it embarrasses me to say it because like it could not get any more typical so my parents were in muscat that time we were in muscat for uh, nearly 20 years and uh, we're basically from delhi so mom dad were like ab iske aage to tum delhi ja ke padhoge apni graduation and i was like no there's this course i want to do which is in bombay it's called bachelors of mass media it was newly launched that time 2002 3 and i wanted to write commercials mm-hmm. i like writing so i said this is the course i want to do and it's not available in uh, delhi so they were not very convinced because we had nothing to do with bombay and i told them that you know i'm really going to go there and just like i really want to do this i got admission in xaviers i got admission in the top 5 colleges uh settled for wilson i mean happily settled for wilson because they had a girls hostel xaviers did not have one <laughs> and uh, we had in our third semester a subject called culture studies and we had to study the cultural behavior of an ngo a bank a production house and two more things okay so a friend of mine says you know what i know the coo in um, balaji let's go there to hum wohi jhola pehen ke you know kurta journalist advertising wale log going there and i'm sitting waiting to meet i remember his name his name was umesh gupta on the ground floor waiting to meet him and somebody walks and says the auditions are in the basement not here and i'm like i haven't come for the audition i've come to meet umesh okay then he looks at me and he's like okay he goes inside this kusar pusar and then somebody else comes out and says okay come with me to the basement and i'm like i'm not coming <laughs> what do you mean so he's like just come uh, we are doing a show you don't have to do it but now because people have seen you here you have to give your look test and go because we they will tell us why didn't you take her test and go now in journalism advertising you know uh, bmm as such mass media we are told to experience everything so i'm like okay i went and mujhe to koi dar hi nahi tha there was no nervousness because i was like who cares i'm like hi this is megha gupta da, 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 da. i'm like okay bye and i left went met umesh um and because that time coming from wilson to andheri was a big project yes. you know train leke okay. 7:25 pm ka deadline hai to 12 baje hum log balaji pahunchenge 2 baje ki movie dekhenge 4-5 baje tak wapas aayenge you know how mumbai is all about like thak 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 of course i'm about to get into fund republic uske samne and i get a call there and they're like umesh is like listen they're asking you to come back and i'm like i am not coming back <laughs> i've come all the way to andheri to watch a movie i am not coming back they're like okay can you come back after the movie i said okay i will i go back and suddenly there's ekta sitting and shobhanti and there are like three four people and i'm like what is going on here i'm 18 and they're like okay we're starting a new show and we want you to do the lead in that time it was a big budget show kavya anjali mm. it was oh, a yeah, big budget show yeah. and they were offering me the lead now any girl would be like oh my god i need to grab this with both my hands and all my limbs so i'm like i'm not doing this so ekta's looking at me and everybody else knows that she wants to murder me 
because nobody says no to ekta but i don't know that i'm like why is she looking at me like that so now it's become really heated so two people picked me up and took me out is come 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 so they like okay you can't talk like that one out of ekta i said no i don't want to do it i've told my parents have come for bmm if they come to me i'm sitting here and you're offering me a show they'll cut me into pieces and throw me on all the stations in bombay not they were not like that but i was also dramatic then <laughs> so uh they said okay call your mom so i called mom mom being the typical mom was like meri beti kahan phas rahi hai she flew down the next day <clears throat> Now here's the best part, and it gives me goosebumps every time I think about it. My mom sat me down and said, "Baby girl, what do you want to do?" She's like, "Do you want to do this?" And this is a privilege and a luxury which I see not many can afford or have, you know. And I'm like, "Mama, I don't want to do it. I have a flair for advertising. That's what I want to do. This is just by chance. I did not come here. It just serendipity. Just." She's like, "What do you want to do?" I said, "No." uh don't want to do it go back we tell them no don't want to do it ekta's again like then they again take me out they're like okay we'll figure this out we'll call you then they call me back they're like okay don't do the sh- the lead will you do a smaller character so that you're still part of the show you know and they thought then isko hum rakh lenge balaji mein aur aage karenge which eventually happened so i said okay i don't mind no se 3 mein college jaungi 3 se 6 7 baje mein aapke paas aaungi uh, pm did that for a couple of months but it got really hectic, hectic ashwin yeah, like i was from wilson i was getting down at andheri station going to click nixon and like going back and it was chaotic i still managed i still pushed through till one day they did not let me give an exam they said and i told them ye meri exam ki dates hain they didn't let that's when i said now i need to leave the show i left the show went back to my graduation i also filed a com- uh, uh uh i filed a court case on mumbai university in the meantime that's another thing which i just <laughs> remembered cuz it's all coming back oh now oh my god so uh because i did not get that exam they gave me a kt mm-hmm. and i kept telling them ab aap exam le lo le lo le lo nahi liya next third year me you have to clear all your previous ones mumbai university is saying we cannot let you sit megha because you have a, a kt i'm like guys i have written to the principal so many times luckily i had written letters to the principal and i had copies i don't know where that wisdom came from my father was so proud of me <laughs> and i had i said listen i have all the letters from that i have given to wilson and they have not taken my re exam mm. they like we don't care we won't let you in i said yellow case i i uh, i said meri kya galti hai of course so i filed a case and i won Yeah, wow. that's crazy. <laughs> Winning a case against Mumbai University is insane. Yeah, because I was like, "What is my?" And this is at what this? age? Like twenty. I was nineteen. Nineteen. No, twenty. Third year, no, twenty. Twenty. So I filed. I said I have nothing. They had to give me. Uh, they had to let me sit for the exams, and I sat yes. and I passed. So that's how uh, Kavyanjali smaller role happened while I was in huh. college. College khatam hua. I took a job. in katha interactive and then they called me again and i said i two three times i said no the third time i said again i don't know where i got that guidance from thank god i was like mega a lot of people would die to be in your position go for it i went for it that time i had to give an audition i gave it i got through and then i then i just continued being a tv actor for a very long time and that's how it went what made you decide to leave TV acting and so did you leave TV acting and move to Goa? How did that that transition happen? So I know you spent maybe a, a good amount of time in you know on TV and you kind of grew, but 
was there like an incident that happened or did you just have enough of it you're like bahut ho gaya ya what happened what made you pivot i think it was my diabetes diagnosis uh i was always a farm girl i always uh, wanted to live the simple life which i did in a la- to a large extent in the middle of bandra in my own oasis <clears throat> but at the same time diabetes was that final you know think you okay now it's time to move and then i moved okay and uh, once you moved to goa like you could have moved anywhere why goa i mean i know why goa i know i, I would move to goa but i would love to understand from you why goa you're right you know ashwin my first option was actually bali and i was like boss let's futre hoon to bali but i also did the math and i understood it's three flights away it's good for a vacation but not when you are used to getting into your car and driving to nasik to your mom within 2 hours and i would lose that luxury that freedom if i moved to bali so i did not want to eventually i decided to move to goa which is great second best option i drove down all alone stayed there for 15 days uh look for houses came back and couple of months later i finally moved yes and uh, you now have two dogs mm. <laughs> so how how did that happen like did, by the which year did you move to goa i moved in uh, 19 okay just down ke pehle the yeah i got lucky oh lovely time to yeah. move right i mean mid, moving in the middle of the pandemic would have been a lot more painful painful yeah actually after i moved and the lockdown happened and then people started moving i was like no no somebody locked the door to goa <laughs> No, I think in the pandemic, Goa's population must have gone up like twenty, thirty percent easily. Easily, easy. Twenty, thirty. So many people who have like either permanently moved or temporarily. So the yeah. pandemic, they are like, "Oh, we'll work from Goa. Why not?" Yeah. Right. Uh, when did the dogs happen? Moby happened. I was in Bali last year, and he, he, my this girl, she's literally like my younger sister. She works with me. She gave me a surprise when I came back. uh from bali it was cute thing you know he was in a uh, you know that tokri that bamboo huh. tokri huh. at the entrance and i'm walking in and i see him and he comes wagging his tail to me he was so chotu and i'm like oh my god i'm in love and have you had dogs before no he's so she just surprised you with a dog yeah because we used to speak about it okay. i had a cat from bombay okay. uh, macha who i lost in goa okay oh. and it was way more painful than i ever thought it would be so she'd seen me through that for 6 months i put his posters all over goa left right and center every animal shelter every animal uh, activist by the end of it when i was calling people they were like hame pata hai wo meekha hona jo jisne macha ko khoya hai so she had seen me through that phase and i was like if i get now i'll get a dog maybe a lab so when i came back she surprised me Love. so moby happened a year and a half uh, earlier uh. and mana I think I felt like Moby needs company because he would just I would be working and he would just come and he would just drop the ball like and look play. at me then he would just drop the ball and look at me and I would I would feel so guilty and torn so I'm like okay I'm going to get company for him and then a friend of mine sent me a forward of this cute little fluff ball who is ready to get adopted in Hyderabad and she's a golden retriever so I'm like oh I'm not sure if I want a girl but then I saw her I'm like she's mine I'm like I'm adopting her. So that's how Mana happened about 2 months ago. Nice. Uh how is life in Goa? Uh <laughs> So what what does a day in Goa for you? What does that look like? I like how you said day in Goa for you. Because day in Goa can go anywhere <laughs> you wanted to go. <laughs> It can go hundred different. Much ways. like any other place in the world. But typically for me I would rise about 4:30 a.m. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. I would I would force myself to take three sips of water before I make my coffee. That's the one thing I'm struggling with. 
सो वाइल द कॉफी इज ब्रूइंग आई एम लाइक मैंने पानी पी लिया मेक माई कॉफी अ बिग टब आई सिट डाउन विद अ बुक फॉर टू आवर्स आई सिट विद अ बुक आई रीड सिक्स सिक्स थर्टी डे ब्रेक्स एंड आई ओपन अप द हाउस आई लिव इन द जंगल एंड इट हैज लाइक लाइक दीज विंडोज ओपन ऑल ओवर सो ओपन अप द हाउस पुट चांस पुट माई अगरबत्तीज एंड देन पुट दी आइस बाथ ऑन एंड दैट इज अबाउट एन आर टू गेट टू फोर डिग्रीज देन आई जर्नल देन आई चांट मेडिटेट देन दी आइस बाथ देन अ वॉक विद द डॉग्स देन अ योगा क्लास देन जिम आई कम होम अराउंड इलेवन थर्टी ट्वेल्व Uh, I leave around eight nine for yoga directly gym. Come home, give them khana, have mine, and then sit down to work for calls, emails till like four five p.m. and five uh, p.m. I take them for a walk and uh, uh, take my sauna session after that, and then it's sauna is usually with podcast and breath work, and then I love the multitasking. Yeah, yeah, it totally works for me, and I actually read Atomic Habits. uh last year and i was like they they talk about habit stacking. stacking i've been doing that for years i didn't know it's called <laughs> habit stacking so then we play music around the house there are one or two candles the three of us like dance around the kitchen do masti talk to each other make our khana then they eat i eat then i think i do my downtime huh. like just maybe scroll on social media huh. that's when i would actually like to do something productive but huh. nahi hota then i'm just like chilling and i sleep by like 9 9:30 wow that is a ideal day every single day that's every single day Monday so when you said ice bath i was like oh, is it once a week i was going, so ice bath yoga gym and sauna every day like 90% of uh, what i'm saying is like it's 90% kabhi galti se miss ho gaya you know somebody is visiting they be like huh. come and meet us in the evening huh. so mera sauna session reh jata hai but monday to friday this does not move largely that is insane yeah and i love it like i don't get tired only of it it's the ideal life i would get tired of <laughs> yeah, it it's it's literally the ideal it. life i would get tired thank of you it. yeah i love it like saturday sunday gets a little different like saturday morning is beach time fixed with them then i'll go to the gym so i won't do my morning routine huh. i'll go to the gym chill and saturday afternoon meet people for lunch yes. sunday afternoon meet people they're very flexible so when you travel what happens to the babies uh i have the most amazing touchwood uh, domestic help she's nepali oh. and she's not a full time huh. but uh, she stays with them in the night okay so uh, uh they love her she loves them we are a nice happy family so she stays with them in the night Lovely. yeah ha huh. because having two puppies or dogs yeah. is like having babies oh yes right i mean and i remember uh, so i have two kids okay we had the second kid because we wanted to give the first kid company <laughs> It is hilarious, and uh, no, I love my daughter. That she's my younger one, and in my entire family, she loves me more than anybody. Else. She loves I'm me more than my sure. son. Anybody else, she loves me the most. I'm, I'm sure. so happy I have two kids. But one advice I give everybody is have one kid. If you're having a kid, have one kid because it is expensive. It is time taking. It you have to sacrifice a lot. So unless you have the time and the bandwidth and the patience. For two, then have two. Like I, I don't know if it's the same with dogs. Like, is one dog naughty or two dogs way naughty? They both have their idiosyncrasies, okay. and honestly, time-wise, I'm happier they both have company with each other. Okay. But your daughter, how old is she? She's seven. She's just turning eight. Like in three days, she's turning. Eight. When is? Oh, okay. So we're 19. talking about nineteen. Nineteen. Oh, lovely. And she's. And what's her name? Her name is Vidita. Vidita, V I D I T A. Oh, what? My son, uh, my son's name is Samvid, S A M V I D. Wow, He's 11. what names? 
unusual names. Yeah. He wanted unusual names, and uh, my one of my business partners he taught me a concept called the Starbucks test. I, I don't know if you've heard of this. No. So when you're naming kids before they are born, and you're thinking of names, <laughs> give those names in Starbucks and see if they pronounce it back right. Do they write it correctly? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he, uh, my uh, business partner Piyush, is named his kid Kian. So before he chose the name, he actually did like a multiple <laughs> things. Uh, and the, um, the the fun thing is, he had decided not to have kids. So the first time I met him, so we, we are in partnership in one of my companies, the one in US, for about ten plus years. So when I met him first, he had told me, "I'm not going to have kids." Okay, fair enough. Three years later, he's in India for something, and we are headed to office. And uh, the car he tells me, "Oh, I have some news. We're having a kid." I'm like, "What happened?" Oh, my dog died. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see his son, I'm like, if he hadn't died, you wouldn't have been. <laughs> but uh, but he is one of the most grateful people I have seen in my entire life. Uh, the anytime he meets anyone, within a second, people are you know connected to him. He has that positivity, and anyone does even this much for him, he'll appreciate it as if it's there's no end to it. The first time I saw it, I thought it was fake, but then I realized that's how he is. Right? He's 50 now. There is one picture of him in his entire house. There is only one photo of him and his wife on their marriage day, which is now I think twenty plus years ago. Yeah, they both look exactly the same. Oh my god! And he cycles like a beast. Like he will cycle three hours a day, four hours. So he lives to cycle. He works so he can afford cycling. Hmm. So many times he'll tell me like, uh, I don't think we need to make more money. I have enough money to afford cycling, and he builds his own cycles. Wow. Uh, She runs. Their house is minimal. Their door room, their main door is open the whole day. There's no lock. Why? He's like, and I told him, I'm like, you leave it open. Like, I know it's in US and it's supposedly safe, but open, matlab, there's no lock in here. Band hota hai, but lock not And I'm like, why? He's like, if somebody comes, they leave something and go, there's nothing there. Nothing to take. There's literally nothing to take except his cycles. So his cycles are worth more than his cars. Because he builds titanium cycles from scratch and he now cycles the world. Every six months, he'll go to a different country and cycle the country. And he literally lives for that. He's working for that. If that was taken with his money, he wouldn't have worked also. He's like, I can cycle. But that that focus on self is something I've learned from him also. Uh, gratitude is something I've learned yeah. from him. When I first met you right now, I got the same feeling that when I met him for the first time. You have that that, that, that instant positivity that you bring to the room. I think that's oh, absolutely thank you. insane. Right? <laughs> Does that happen? I'm very sure other people have told you this. Uh, but it's always nice to <laughs> It's always nice to you. No, no. What I'm trying to ask you is, does that ha- did that happen earlier as well, or is it because of all the self work that you're seeing that impact, or was that always the case? You know, I think, uh, and I'm not. I don't mean to sound pompous, but I'm just going to state facts here. It was always there, but I was a very uh, even though I was always warm and you know this, I was uh, that part of me was not. Uh, open enough you know that let let me I was very closed as a person because I was always on guard I was always because living alone in Bombay for nearly 18 years I was always like I hope this person has the right intentions now I'm like this is what it is it is on them not on me so I am here and this is me you know, so it took a little time, but definitely the work on uh, myself and understanding what really matters. And, you know, it's my mindset with everything is like, what can I do for this person? Love it. It's, uh, it makes me so happy. Like, and that's what I love about my job. When I put a workout, it is not about 
the form or teaching anybody. I always say I'm not here to teach you anything. I'm just saying I got up and I didn't want to go and work out. So you can too. And when I do that and people respond, like even if I get one message in which says, you know, we didn't want to work out today. And because of uh, your video, we went and worked out. I'm like, my God, my day is made. My life is made. Like this is the purpose. So uh, your uh, life is like, you have 1.7 million followers on Instagram. How does that happen? Like, and does that put pressure on you ever? Like, so many people are watching what you do. Does that ever put pressure on you? No, no. but I'll just correct you here. It's 1.3. Okay, 1.3. Yeah, yeah. Okay. no worries. It's 1.3, but not at all. Because that number, I'm again going to say the most typical thing. It's just not mattered. I When I moved to Goa, I was at a 700. Because as an actor, I had some following. And... Oh my god, this is... I sound old when I say it. Hamare time with Instagram. It came much after I almost gave up acting. Correct. <laughs> Did that just date? <laughs> you know, I saw this yesterday somewhere on Instagram. It's like, at 18, I used to say 40 year olds are old. I no longer say that. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, so we do not have social media back then. <laughs> yeah, it came much later and I had almost, I was done with acting. But I still somehow had that huh. following of six, 700k. It shot up the minute I moved to Goa. Because I was, uh, luckily for me, biohacking happened soon after I moved to Goa. So it gave me the right direction. I lost a couple of months in the beginning, lost in trying to understand who are these people. And people were like, Bahara, oh, you have attitude, you're not coming out. And then out of feeling like, what will they think of me that I'm very... Uh, so I used to go Tuesday people are coming to go and saying we want to go to tequila shots you have to come and then I'm thinking oh they'll think I, I have a lot of attitude if I don't go show up and so I was doing that I lost a couple of months at the start for that and then I was like hello no this is not why I moved to Goa so you think whatever you want to think I am not coming out and now the, the that the wheels have, you know, changed. Like, what do you say? That it's turned because now they're like, Are hum goa hai, pata hai, tu raat ko to aayegi nahi kal subha breakfast pe mil sakti hai kya? Nice. So now, I have changed it with how I portrayed myself. You want to meet me? I'm available. Come 6 o'clock, come in the morning with my dogs to the beach. Chain, 8 baje aajo, I have no problem. But I will not do, like 7 o'clock ke baad, I'm not available either for calls or messages as well. Wow. Then my downtime starts. And my mom is the only person I might take the call for. Unka. But she also knows ki not available. Huh. Because I don't want anything like stimulating to mess with my sleep cycle. So, uh, yeah, initially it was a task. But now it's all, it's great. So, uh, there was one person I always wanted to emulate uh, as I get freer. is my dad. So, he travels like a beast. I, I, I think I told you on the phone call, like top 10 travelers globally by Airbnb and all that. So that was one of my aspirations. Whenever I retire, I think my second aspiration is going to be something like this. Go on, move, karo, live a life like. So I said, yoga, karo, workout. Karo. No, it's literally you've defined the ideal day. Thank and you. for most people, I... it's an aspirational day. And the fact wow. that you're living it is. I'm getting goosebumps. Like I, like that that is really really something that you've been able to achieve and I say nahi ki, oh you're some 60 70 and you've you know retired or living your ideal life but you're living the ideal life which is amazing and if people are fig able to and if you're able to help people figure that out maybe not all of it 20% of it 30% or 50% of it I think it's fantastic wow now yeah. I'm going to double click onto the whole biohacking piece I'm going to go there more why ice baths 
I've been hearing the whole ice bath craze. I have not understood it completely. I, I want to pick your brain on that. Why ice baths? Why should I do ice baths? It's going to be painful. It's going to be so unnatural. So why? Okay. Before we get there, can I just quickly tell you, you are such an amazing person and you're also even more amazing because you're blessed with such amazing people around you. <clears throat> you did not, I don't think we spoke that much about your father hmm. over the hmm. telephone, hmm. but I saw a video of you and Ashton where you have, I, I watched the whole thing and I was like, <clears throat> of course I want to meet you Ashwin, but I definitely want to meet your father. Like, so for me, travel is everything. Like, I love traveling. Mera bus chale to like, like, you know, I love it. He is amazing. And I can see where, you know, like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You, uh, I can see that spark and that wish to just like, you know, do those things. So I think even your friend who's 50 and is cycling and looks the same as the day yeah. he got married. See, that's the thing. People think age, aging, sorry, is a process which you cannot avoid or walk out of. But that's not true. Aging is a disease. You don't have to age. You know, people for the longest time look very similar. Like, okay, like at my age, people are like, Aapka ek bhi white ball nahi hai. Yes, because that's how it's supposed to be. I have not dyed my hair. It's just that people, because of stress or whatever issues, you know, and then they blame their genes for it. Think ye white ball to hamara stress ki wajah se, or mere papa ke the, or I'm bored yeah. because. Huh. No, it's not. It's your convenience to just get out of it. So. Uh, yeah, interesting people, you know, and thank you for putting me somewhere close to that uh, position in that platform. So thank you. No, absolutely. Why ice baths? <clears throat> so any disease, any issue that we have in the body starts with inflammation. And the number one thing to cure inflammation is to put your body under stress. It's called a hermetic stress. Some stresses are good for you. They push the body to become more resilient so that when you are in an immunity compromised position, your body will be able to handle it in simple terms. You know, like you, you keep it that resilient to any disease. That's what the ice bath does. It uh, reduces inflammation within the body and then it works onto your mitochondria. And that's when it heals you from the inside. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I that's literally cool. take it every morning. Every morning? Four yeah. degrees? Four degrees. Anywhere between four to seven, depending on how much time I have. Ah. I mean, suppose ice bath on, I was in dhoop, it's warm. I suppose it's time to go to the gym and I have to go to yoga. Nikalna hai, wo abhi pe. I can see the reading. Ah. I take it and I go. So anywhere between four to six, seven. And? <clears throat> From, so I, I remember discussing the same thing with Ashton also. He was also telling me, okay, we should do a, a leg ice bath. And he, and he was telling me the way the muscles and the uh, capillaries kind of yeah. react to the cold. is so interesting to understand that normal capillaries don't but ice baths may they get activated. Hmm. Right? So I, I thought that was uh, quite uh, interesting. The first time you did an ice bath, what was that experience? Like, was it scary? Because... I'm thinking of it and I'm like, I don't think I can pull off an ice bath. Like, four degrees, are you crazy? I'll freeze to death. Right? Or it's going to be painful. What is that first, what's that first experience like? Uh, yeah, that's been a couple of years. But uh, <clears throat> I think I did it longer than I expected to because there were people around and I wanted to prove a point. I'm driven. I, this drive, it, it's, it's a, what do you, it's a drive for me when people are like, ye to ye nahi kar sakte. I'm like, chalo bas. <laughs> so, that day I got lucky because there were people around. So, I was okay. But the thing with ice baths is, I'm not always like that. There are days when I struggle and there are days when my body is able to take it very well. So that day was smooth, but 
there are days when I go in. I have also done a 15 minute ice bath at 4 degrees. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's my longest. Not advisable, not needed. Huh. Uh, these days I do 4.5-5 minutes every morning. But there are days when Ashwin, I go in and at 25 seconds, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> tap out, tap out. You know, so I have my days. Wow. I can't, I can't imagine. So I, I, I used to have a lot of hydrophobia. I couldn't get into a pool. The reasons when I was six, uh, my grandmama took me uh, swimming to Worldly Me Swimming Pool, a police swimming pool. And first day, so the guy has tied a float to my back. You know, the first normal exercise was I hold the edge and you kind of flap around. I was doing that. This old man comes up to me and he says, uh, Come, Bacha, I'll teach you how to swim. So he takes me in the middle of the pool. He takes off my float and he says, Swim, do this, do this. I, think, I sink and I'm sitting at the bottom for almost touching two minutes. The lifeguard jumps in. It's a whole scene, right? You get out. My grandmom slaps the guy. Full, it's a full drama thing. But from that day, I had this thing in my head where I couldn't get into water. If you threw like water on my face, I'd get breathless. There's just normal glass of water you throw to my face. I'd be like, <sighs> and it was, and I got over that fear. I know it's a mental, mental thing. I got over that fear because of my kids. Because I couldn't take my kids to the pool. And I was like, one sec, that's that's not done. I should be able to do that. So then I started slowly like dipping my feet in. Okay, then I'll just go stand in it. So I still can't swim, swim. But I can get into a pool now. Which is making me a little more confident I can start. I mean, I was thinking of doing ice baths, right? So the, you know, after meeting Ashton, I uh, started doing a very simple thing. So I'm used to taking bath in like boiling hot water. Like, it, like steam is coming off, right? So now at the end, I will just go and switch it off completely. And the temperature drops maybe 20. But when it is at 35, 40 and you go to 20, it feels cold. Like the first time I did it, I think I screamed. But now I've started doing that as a practice. But it is so calming. It's so nice. Because after a shower, I used to actually sweat for another 20 minutes. Even after I come out because it's so hot. like Almost like a sauna, coming out of a sauna. Yeah. But now because of the cold, my entire body is cooler. I think I'm a lot, lot more focused because of it. And I, I don't know. I've not directly correlated it. But... I'm starting to go down this rabbit hole. I'm, so I'm going to, uh, you know, dig a little Please deeper in this. Please do. You, right? I'm, I'm going to have, see now, this is what I love working on. <laughs> because, you know, like firstly, how old were you when the pool incident happened? Six. Hmm. No, so you, you have to give yourself credit that that's, that's a, that's a tough episode that you have had. Firstly, you know. Correct. I can totally understand. Actually, no, I, I'll take that back. I can't understand. I'm not being <laughs> for it. But it, this is a huh. tough situation. So give yourself credit for being able to come into the pool slowly. But this year, we are going to make you do an ice bath. So you have to f literally stop saying that I cannot do it. I this is, I'm so glad Ashton told you. And you know, you're doing this. You 30 seconds, you minute. You will move to, you will not want the warm shower. So I, my plan is uh, before end of July, I shouldn't have to turn on the geezer. And I will start my bath with the cold water, end my bath with the cold water. So I'm slowly working up there. Lovely. So the good part is whenever I have worked towards something, I always, I know yeah, you can't go 0 to 100. And then you know, tries it, you do 100 one day, next day you'll be back to 0. Right. right? So it was 0 to 5, 5 to 10. So even when I started working out again, so I stopped for almost 5, 6 years, I stopped going to the gym. Pandemic, and before the pandemic also. So I used to run, but I used to not go to the gym. So when, this time when I started, I started curling 2.5 kgs. And people are looking at me like, is wrong with the guy because whenever I've gone back and I've started like curling 25 or 20 two days I'll do it and then again one week because I'm just dead so this time I realized okay let's do it slower and slower and slower and slower and today we've kind of, I know like in two months I was able to do way more than I've been able to do before but I've been able to continue that practice 
So the idea of doing it sustainably rather than having that masculine ego, how can I take a 2.5 kg ka dumbbell and do this? Yeah. Right? Uh, but I realized the mistakes in the past. Like anytime I start back after a year and if I start where I left off, your body is not there. Like you have to realize that. So uh, coming ba uh, back to the biohacking piece, what changes can one make in nutrition to be able to biohack? I don't think you'll meet any person who biohacks their life who would be a vegan. <laughs> so <laughs> let's start with that. Uh, I honestly do not want to endorse any way of eating and it's definitely not a diet that I follow. It's a way of living. I personally follow 80% uh, carnivore uh, and 20% uh, nuts, seeds and uh, fruits and vegetables, mostly low GI and it works very well for me. So you would, anybody I would, even now when people ask me, I'm always like, see what works for you. But largely, if you can give up uh, sugar, gluten and some grains and not have processed dairy, dairy is not the culprit. It's the processed dairy that's the culprit. So if you can give up these couple of things, it would be a very good nutrition plan for you. Now, if you want to get a little spiritual in this, you said, what is a good diet plan? Diet plan is not just what you eat with your mouth. It's what you consume with your eyes, with your nose, with your ears, with your skin, with your mind and then your mouth. You know, it's so interesting when you get into this. You can have all the amla juice in the world and say, oh my God, my mom made this for me and I have to have it. And like, fuck, like, sorry, like I have to have this and like, oh, but it's not going to do, it's going to do jack okay. for you because you've already told your mind not to, told your body not to respond to the goodness of the amla. So the same intention, like my year, my word for 2022 was biohacking and my word for 2023 is intention. It is so amazing when you do things with the right intention because then that energy, that 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 vibration will go to any part of the world. That person will know your intention. You have to try it. It's so fascinating. I am a big believer. I, mean, I may not speak too much publicly about it. I'm a big believer in manifestation. I'm a big believer in intention. And uh, I remember uh, when, so I, I run a company called Equinox Labs, right? It's into testing. And we were this small little thing in a 200, uh, 250 square foot office in Prabhadevi, right? When we started out. And uh, the whole place must have been like the size of this living room, say, chota, right? And my cabin used to be something I could touch with both my hands. Like, itamasa cabin tha. And that time, I was like, yeah, I need to make it big. And I had gotten somebody to sketch what my new office would look like. Huh. And was this four-floored building with glass panels and yeah and what? Everyone used to look at me, they're like, what are you, where are you and what are you aiming at? Four years later, we opened that office. Ah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think it's extremely important. And I also had, uh, and somebody who gave me some insight into this was Robin Sharma. So I had a chance to meet him and spend some time with Amazing. him in person. Right? And he taught me the importance of writing down mm. what you envision. He's like, see, if you have a vision, it's great. It's difficult to share. If it's written down and you see it again, even if you've forgotten you're seeing it again, reading it again, other people are reading it. That is extremely powerful. Today, that is one of the simplest but most impactful technique that 99.99% of people don't use. Yes. So this is something I've told every single Equinoxian. I tell them this, like write down, where you, you know, the whole five years from now, where do you see yourself? Write it down. Yeah. I can guarantee 99% haven't done it. But the 1% who do and actually practice it, the impact that they have is amazing. Yeah. Right? 
like for even uh, the whole how I met Ashdin, I've been uh, seeing his work for the last year, and I was like, you know what, this guy's such a cool guy, and I want to interview him. Ye hua. I just messaged him something on one of his stories. I just commented. Twenty minutes later, we were chatting. Two days later, he was here. Seven days later, we were having <laughs> drinks over here, and now we're planning a trek to somewhere. <laughs> I know. We're, we're doing all you know cool things. The idea is just having that in your mind, and sometimes just taking that first step. Yeah. Many of times, people think, "Oh, I will just think, and I will do nothing. I will just sit and I'll think." Boss, you need to also move towards it. Yeah. It can't be like that's my goal, and I'm going to keep thinking of it, and nothing's going to happen. You hey, you need to take a few steps. Yeah, the goal will probably come closer to you, but you need to move forward, right? Um, so. Let me go back to the nutrition piece again. So when you start biohacking, what was the biggest change that you felt? So you start once you started learning these things, you changed your diet. Was it difficult, or was it very easy for you, or was it like, oh crap, I'm missing all my old diet, my old parathas, my old whatever I used to have, versus now, or was it a very easy change for you? My body accepted meats very, very well. Like uh, uh, a couple of people who move on to carnivore, usually like we got constipated, we were uncomfortable, we feel very heavy, we feel lethargic. My body accepted the meats very well. My mind did not. You know, my name was Megha Bread Gupta. <laughs> so <laughs> I was a bread person. I was like, uh, and I, I, you know, you become a prisoner of your own image. You like to like people are like I can't leave. I can't drink. I'm too bitter because they they identify themselves with that, and that was me. And anyway, got diagnosed with diabetes from not having any injections. Suddenly, uh, the doctors like you have to take four injections. In suddenly, the doctor was like you have to take four injections every day. I was playing victim left, right, and center. I was like, "Bichari, you need to take so much." Yeah, देखो ना क्या हो रहा है मेरे को ये I deserve this pizza. आज मैंने चार injections लिए, so I was playing victim in my own life. And who was I kidding? Like by the end of it, I can convince my mom I need to eat that pizza, and I will. But by the end of it, I was harming my own body. So my body accepted the carnivore way of living very well, but my mind did not. It kept going back to the pizza. Kept going back to the food items that I enjoyed. And uh, played victim for a while. Went through a roller coaster of putting on 10 kgs, losing 10, hypos, hypers. You know, not knowing how to dose with the insulin. So that was a process of many, many months. Till one day, I said, "This cannot happen. I need to take charge of my life because when I'm 70, 80, 90, nobody is going to come and pick me up from my bed. I will have to get up from my bed. So for that, I need to prepare now." And I need to understand. So I never want to look at food like, okay, this is seventy-five point, itna itna calories. This is itna. Okay, okay. In this case, I itna insulin lungi. I don't want to live like that. My food is not math. My food is khurak. It's what nourishes me. I cannot sit and do math on the table. So now with meats, it gives me the freedom to eat whatever I want, how much ever I want, without having to worry about hypos, hypers, calories, this, that. So the mind game was where I had to work, and I became stronger and stronger and stronger by the day, and that made me feel so powerful. You know, to have to take charge of my own life because when you do that with your own life, it spills on everything else. And when you control your own life, you don't give anybody the freedom to do it. So that helped not just for my physical growth, but even emotional and my growth in relationships all over. That's amazing. Uh. How did this affect your diabetes, or has it affected it yet? Not affected it yet? Has it the carnivore nutrition? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, 
So Ashwin, before I switch to carnivore, I tried vegan, I tried raw and vegan, I tried AIP which is autoimmune protocol, I tried keto, paleo, juicing, fasting, water fasting for 7 days, you name it, I did everything. Hugging trees, so just ne jo advice diya, mein ne sab kiya. Intermittent fasting and hugging trees I still stand for, <laughs> but I tried everything only to be frustrated. You know, Sorry, was, what is hugging trees? I've not heard that phrase before. Hugging trees is a very nice modality of connecting and grounding with Earth Mother. Okay. Because trees have their own energy, right? And Correct. they've been there for times much before us. Okay. And the beauty is they're all interconnected from under yes. the yes. under the surface. So hugging trees is very grounding, is like you your positive eons get absorbed in the trees and they are negative eons. So come is it to a us. part of also walking barefoot? Yes. On, okay. Yes. Anything with nature. Any we are all nature. So the more we are grounded, you know, the better. So, uh, so I've heard of grounding. I've not heard of the phrase hugging trees. Okay. That's what I was wondering about that. Okay, cool. Anything, and, anything that makes you close to nature, hold on, plants, trees is grounding. So uh, uh, hugging trees, grounding and um, or intermittent fasting I still stand for. But carnivore finally made me feel at peace. As a vegetarian, I used to come up, literally three steps, I'm like, I'm hungry. Like, I don't want to be in that state. Like, it came to a point where I thought I'll get always and hungry tattooed over here. You know, Ashwin asked me, Mega, how are you today? I'm hungry. If I'm like, it's very bad, I'm always hungry. Like, it it, it, it was frustrating. And I'm a Punjabi. I need food. Okay, I cannot do the parathas. Then I will just load up on the meats. The beauty about loading up on the meats is it keeps you satiated for a very long time. And does not give you hypers. Like, the, your glucose does not shoot up. And I started putting on muscle. I was not doing that. I'd become thin and lanky. And for me, muscle is king. It's the greatest investment you can do ever. So when I started putting on muscle, I'm like, okay, you know, works very well. So uh, two and a half, three years ago, I started my weight loss or my health journey. Because till then, it was just work, 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 16 hour days. I didn't care about health. Like I used to probably run half an hour a, a day or maybe on a workout. But nutrition was completely gone for a toss. And then I was like, hey, I'm working out. Hey, I'm not losing weight. What the hell? Right? So I asked a few of my friends who are very fit and they're like, boss, workout is 20%. 80% yeah. is nutrition. Right? Yeah. So then I started getting onto a proper low-carb diet. I tried low-carb keto, low-carb worked much better for me. But that helped me lose 18 kgs. Okay. And I hit my target college weight. The problem with that is my college weight when I was 18, I was looking sickly. My arms had become like this. Like muscle, like fat muscle bhi uske saath. And that was like, I'd, I'd pushed way, way, way too far. So in my nutrition, I was like, boss, you've pushed far. Everyone in the family is boss, you're looking sickly. So I actually put some muscle back on, but that has helped me so much. Focus-wise, uh, like I stand and work. That's another change I did about two and a half years ago. Got rid of the chair, standing desk inside. I stand eight, nine, 10 hours, 12 hours a day. I will stand. I will sit for lunch. I may sit maybe 15 minutes for emails. But otherwise, I'm standing and working. Amazing. Focus is tremendous. That afternoon, jo lal aata hai, yeah, gone. Yes. And I realized I have to do it in office also. Because in, while I was in office, I have a desk. I'm always at the board. While I'm in the conference room, I'm always at the board. I'm always standing. And I think my best when I'm standing. I've replicated that at home. Like The first six months of the pandemic, when we were working from home, I, I think it was the worst performance I, I've ever given. The reason is, I was sitting. I didn't even realize this. Creative. It's when I realized, like, hey, why am I feeling so lethargic? Why am I not getting creative? Why am I? I realized my perform, my personal performance is going down. That's when I realized standing and I switched to standing desk. Best investment so far. Till now, at least 30, 40 people have converted. <laughs> I made them convert to this. They didn't tag me on social. Like, eh, because of you. 
right? And uh, but it helps, and it's that's like my little hack, yeah. which has helped tremendously in terms of uh, uh, fitness, but more in terms of work focus as well, right? What advice would you give somebody who is starting out on their health journey? I don't say weight loss. I think right. health journey is a better health word journey. than weight loss. But yeah, health journey. Okay, no, that's amazing that you do a standing desk. Hello, I think you are a biohacker. See, that's the thing, you know, everybody is a biohacker in their own little way. You just have to like tap in more to it. If you want to add a twist to it, what I do at home is I have a treadmill and I have kept my desk on it. Like you get these on yeah. IKEA yeah. or even Fabinia, those yeah. things. And I, I'm working on that and sometimes I'm walking and sometimes I'm standing in it. I have a low desk and sometimes it's that. So nice. if you want to just add I will, I will, I'm definitely going to explore the walking desk. What advice would I give to people who uh, want to start on their health journey? The process of elimination, very important. You know, if you, if there's one thing I can say, it's the process of elimination. Before addition, you need to eliminate. Eliminate what doesn't work for you and for everybody because every body is different. The process of elimination would be different. Um, in sit down, you know, see what is in your nervous system making you happy. What is making you calm? What is not making you calm? Tap into that energy. When you meet somebody, do they make you happy? Do they make you anxious? Do they make you sad a little bit? Do they make you triggered? A person, a space, a situation, a thought, a meal products that you use, you know, self-care products, eliminate and that itself is going to be such a beautiful journey. It's going to take a while, that is going to take time and then come into the process of elimination. It's taken me three years to finally have fruit again, Ashwin, you know. <laughs> People will apne passing me fruit khalinge and not pay attention to that ek piece of mango. But I now sit and have that piece of mango with so much glee and happiness and so much gratitude that it only nourishes my body. There's no way it can give me a glucose spike because I have so much gratitude for what's on my plate. So the right intention, which we spoke about earlier and the process of elimination. That is amazing. Uh, what do you see? yourself doing five years from now anything different than you're doing now or are you leading your ideal life or is there something you're like you know five years from now i would like to do this we will say that now and we'll circle back to it in 2028 for my five-year plan but this also reminds me of something i wanted to say earlier when you said Ki, you're living the ideal life i'll quickly tell you what made me do it what made me move to goa even though so many people who get diagnosed with diabetes unfortunately they all don't make the move my father had grand plans. We took a farmhouse in Nasik. I used to tell my mom, Neelu, I would like to get a milk. You would say that I would go and go to bike pe ye leke Wo, kuch hua. We lost him overnight. Oh, no. And it was a huge shock for the family. He did everything in the day and by night he was just gone, which is a, you know, a lucky way to go. But that taught me because he always he kept investing in land in various parts in India in Muscat and something did not happen and it did not come through and uh, this is a little personal but like mm. you know people were taking money and running away whatever those stories but he always wanted to live that life and it did not happen he passed on before that so I understood life is not what you plan then life is what you plan now it is what you do now you are this moment you are right now 
and that made me move i was like my life is now it is not then what will happen then i'll see but i will not prepare for that moment so judici- judiciously Definitely. that i lose value for this moment of course i'm planning for it of course more than anything in in terms of muscle everything for me is isme will i build muscle with this or not yeah muscle is king like yeah i always tell my mom also assume that i will not be there to pick you up from the bed <laughs> you know oh wow yeah i'm like i'm there you know i'm your man but assume that i'm not you have to work for it so uh, that's what made me move talking about my ideal life i am i always say i'm living a life i don't have to take a vacation from i still like to travel the world that's another thing because i want to walk all of earth but uh, Five years from now, I want to be able to help people in a grander way. Right now, it's not that grand. Last year, when I got invited to the biohacker conference in Amsterdam, I literally had to sit down and read the email. I'm like, are they talking about me? Typo, तो नहीं है. I'm like, did they just invite me? <laughs> so then I realized, like, I thought I was this little girl in little or not so little, like doing my thing in Goa. Till I realized, okay, people do see what I'm doing, and they it is important. So now that little seed, I want to make bigger in whatever way possible and help more people in India and overseas. Uh, in India right now, we are a little. I'm in this. Transformational zone where अभी India को मैं सिखा रही हूँ कि what is blue light blockers, what is red light therapy. While in the US, I have to be aware of they know all this, so my conversation has to change. So I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm like India, come, I got you. You know we are, and I'm like guys, wait. You know I I want to do this for my country. So I'm somewhere there, and no. I want to minimize that gap in a grander way. Brilliant. To to maybe summarize it, make India at the same level of awareness. that the rest of the country or the rest of the world is at love it absolutely love that so uh, i want to quickly share my vision of uh, because it, it does does have india in it so when i was 18 on my 18th birthday uh, somebody had asked me hey by the time you're 40 what would you like to do hmm. that time i told them by the time i'm 40 i'd love to have seven companies and i would love to have a larger impact one is money and the why the seven companies many people ask why the seven companies just before that birthday i'd heard that hey if you want to be, if you have to be successful You have to have seven streams of income, hmm. and for me, as an eighteen-year-old, stream of income is company. Rehega, so income will come. So big proclamation: seven. I was at seven before I turned thirty. What? I was at seven company before I turned thirty. Okay. Right. Uh, so till now, I've started fifteen. Okay. Different different ventures. Uh, six of them didn't make it. Okay. Uh, there either either wasn't a good product uh, founder fit. Like I wasn't good enough to lead that product. Okay. Somewhere the idea was too ahead of its time. Somewhere it was poor poor execution on my part. I didn't give it enough attention because when you're doing so many things, you drop a ball. So maybe it was sometimes it's, I didn't focus on it. Uh, I've sold two and uh, currently running seven. Right? Uh, Equinox Labs is the bigger one and so on and so forth. But and most of my companies and most of what I where I spend my personal time is on the other mission which I had set was I wanted to improve water, food, and air quality in India because any time. Today, if an American comes here, he's not going to drink your house water. He will have bottled water. He will only go and eat in five stars. He will not eat food from a even roadside. Nee, and in a normal restaurant, where he'll only go to five star restaurants, which I don't think makes sense. Like you don't do that. And you you go to US, you go to Europe, you go to Australia, anywhere you eat any food. Street cart pe khao, khao pe bhi khao. You'll have a millionaire eating a hot dog on the street also. You can't see a millionaire here eating a hot dog. I mean, chart on the street. They'll go to a fancy place and order a five hundred rupee chart where it's available for fifty bucks. 
So I thought at that there there is that big disparity. And the second thing I learned along the way was today, as India is getting better, India is getting richer, as people are rising from where they were to above, one thing that pulls people down is disease. And uh, I was on a flight with somebody from McKenzie, very senior resource from McKenzie. And I was telling him, what do I do? And I told him, very matter of fact, I mean, I run Equinox, I do. He's like, oh, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. So I'm like, that's okay, it's a business. He's like, no, no, do you know the impact you're having? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, do you know what is the number one reason why somebody coming from a tier two, tier three city comes to a tier one or is rising above? They get a job, they do this. Somebody in their family falls ill because of a waterborne disease, a foodborne illness, asthma because of air. And now they have to leave that thing and go back or all their money goes to treating that. He's like, by doing what you're doing, by improving this, TK, for you, it's a business, but the impact that you're having is so large that you will never even know. And that completely changed my perspective. And till then, I'll be very honest, even though Equinox Labs is my oldest company, I did not focus on it for the first 10 years. It was one of the companies. TK is office, two office, and little bigger and all. I was focusing on other things. But the minute I realized that, I dropped everything else. Today, I spent 95% of my time in Equinox Labs. For a simple, even though personally it may not be my biggest wealth generator, if you want to call it that, right? A biggest commercial impact on me. But the reason I spend it is the impact that it has on the world, right? And that vision of having food, water and air safer in the country is something that drives me and by the way, every Equinox. So that's something we look for in everyone in the company. Are you passionate about that? If yes, this is the place. If not, I don't think people are bad. I think they should, they need to match the environment and the environment needs to be nourishing for them. So we, there are so many times you have to let people go. And the conversation I have with them is very simple. I'm like, you're not being let go because you are a bad person. We are not the right atmosphere for you. You, yes. You have abilities. You have oh, amazing abilities. I am not able to harness them. Or I'm not able to unlock them. Yeah. And so it's not on them. It's on me because every person I believe has a genuine quality that they can add value to the world. I call it the native, their native genius. Hmm. For you, your native genius right now could be biohacking. Back in the day, could have been acting, could be whatever. And obviously, over time, it can even change. Yeah. Right? But if a person discovers the native genius, it brings so much, like, so true joy in their life. Yeah. And if their passion and profession match, they will not even care about the money. They will do it. And because they're so good at it, they'll make more money. So people who actually don't care about money make more money because they're so focused on their craft. Yeah. Money's incident. There was something... Uh, which, which I'm going to share, which most people believe is completely untrue. Till five years ago, I did not know what my salary was. As a CEO of the company, of Equinox Labs and other companies, I did not know and I did not care how much I got paid because I wasn't the one deciding it. We have a CFO who's to decide my salary, board is to decide my salary. Never once did I look at what my salary is. It didn't make a difference to me. And when I say this, most people are like, bullshit. Ask my family, they will tell you. No, I believe you. It didn't make a difference in my life. Because my personal means are, I don't need that much. The past also, I didn't, now also I don't need that much. Right? Uh, but getting to that mindset allows you to think more freely. If every time you're like, I know so many people, they are probably more successful money-wise. They come always thinking of money. Or I lost a stock, two point gira. oh my God. I'm like, yeah, it's, a, it's a fictional thing. You're going to stay invested for a long time. But the guy's intention was stock market. I'm like, are you selling now? No. How does it make a difference? <laughs> 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 yeah. But they lose sleep over it. 
I don't sleep over some index going up and down. Yeah. And I think that makes a big difference in terms of personal happiness. Yeah. How do you define happiness? Ah. Uh, that can be a twist. Huh? Uh, no, I'm just like, how much time do how we have? How much time do we have? Okay. We're <laughs> like, a podcast supposed to be one hour. Abhi. <laughs> it's time to. How do you define happiness? I think it's freedom. For me, freedom. You know, the freedom to be able to make choices that uh, are important to you. In every way, that includes everything. Like today, people are like, uh, hum sunday ko cheat, if humne kaane wo kiya, din sunday ko cheat meal karenge aur pizza khayenge. And I'm like, is that really freedom? No, you're, that's bondage, you know. For me, cheat meal ki to mujhe zorro di nahi padhti. Koi bolega bhi tum cheat meal lo, zabar dasi. I'll be like, okay, instead of one stay, give me two. <laughs> so... That is freedom, you know, that I get to live the life that I'm living on my own terms in every possible way, in every modality that I have. Like, you know, I met this person in the flight right now, uh, Harpreet. He's the founder of Gobi Beep and does skydiving and diving, deep diving all over the world. Pretty the cool. pyramids and this and that. Nice. And, you know, we cracked a good project together literally on our way here. And uh, I was telling him and I was telling him because he was, he was, having this conversation with his complicated partner and I was, and then they decided to call it off. My point here is, we are the new generation of 28 to 45, 46 who are single with a lot of disposable income, you know, because we have chosen to live a certain way and not compromise. If it's not making us happy, we are ready to let that go. And that is freedom but that also is a confused state of mind because you are now the torchbearer of this generation doing this which the generation above us my parents are my favorite love story but I've seen a lot of parents not getting along and making it work for the sake of kids or society or whatever you know finances whatever we are the torchbearers of this generation who is saying you know what we'll figure it out but we are single we got that income we got dogs we are fine so, um, the generation, Vidita might not get married, just letting I, you know. <laughs> no, no, one second. She's clear already. Yeah, at seven. Do you know, at, at six, she told me, I said, uh, Vidhi, you know, what would you love to do when you grow up? Uh, Daddy, I'll move to Paris. I'll have uh, a, I'll have a 10 uh, bedroom house. I will have five dogs. See? One of the bedrooms is there for you when I you visit. You. When, no, no, when you visit, not stay, visit. <laughs> Very clear. When you visit, there's a bedroom for you. One day I'll have a beer with her and discuss this. 100%, 100%. So what I'm, what I'm starting to see is a lot of people, the older definition of happiness is to be married with kids, Haan. with this, you know, stable job, hai, government job, hai, marriage, hai, kids. Hai. I know so many people now, one, who are not getting married and they're happy. Two, and most of them have dogs or cats. Mm. Two, married, they don't want kids. One of my cousins. Yeah. Everyone in the family is pressurizing both of them. Have kids, have kids. I'm the only one standing by saying, don't have kids. You feel the need? Take mine. Which one you want? Just say, choose. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Enjoy. Because see, every, it's you don't need to have kids to be happy. You don't need to be married to be happy. And I'm very glad a lot of people are figuring this out. Right? If you find the right person, you should get married. If you really crave to have kids, you should have kids. But that's an individual choice. That yeah. older pressure of nini hona hi chahiye. Hmm. I'm also seeing that reducing. Parents are not putting as much pressure as before. Yeah. Ki, oh, 22 ho gaya, karo. Wo bhi kam ho hai. 
डॉक्टर ही बनो लॉयर ही बनो या इंजीनियर ही बनो वो कम हो रहा है गवर्नमेंट का जॉब ही लो वो कम हो रहा है राइट पीपल आर नाउ गेटिंग स्लोली एंड स्टडीली ओके विद किड्स बिकमिंग अ यूट्यूबर गेमर डीजे कोई बन रहा है बट समोज गाइज हु आर गुड एट वॉट दे डू आर मेकिंग वे मोर देन वॉट देन इफ दे डिड द सो टू से द ओल्डर करेक्ट पार्ट राइट आई थिंक वी शुड गिव स्टार्ट गिविंग अ लिटिल क्रेडिट टू दैट जनरेशन फॉर बींग ओके with the, this current generation doing different things right yeah. so i'm very happy how you defined uh, happiness the impact that you want to have on people by making them lead healthier lives i think is one of the most noblest causes a person can have Thank right you. and uh, kind of helping india kind of catch up with the rest of the world while educating the rest of the world also making sure india gets pulled up i think is fantastic and i wish you the very best in it I, it's not easy to do it at that scale i know that but i'm so glad that you have the skill set for it you have the grit because it's going to take a lot of grit to be able to reach that level the level you've reached requires a lot of grit and where you're planning to go which is far ahead is going to require so much strength and i'm so glad to see you have that strength and you've developed that strength over the last few years is amazing to see that uh, my last last question for you uh, because i know you're also running out of time uh, is as biohacking is a newer term how can a common person a regular person start that journey the biohacking journey one is the lifestyle is one but what, like if i completely didn't know anything and if i just heard about biohacking for the first time what is my step one ashwin it's so nice to talk to you please don't think i'm running out of time okay. so <laughs> then yeah. we'll continue then yeah. we'll continue uh biohacking like i mentioned earlier it's many there are many levels to it but as a starter i would say use your own body and nature to your benefit you know when you mean by body i would say low tox living your skin is the largest organ do not please do not use the perfumes and the body mists and the body scrubs and the all these you know chemical they are hormone disruptors they are really bad for you so use your body the right way again the process of elimination and nutrition and everything that your body should do and move and sleep and stretch so use your body and nature by nature i mean sun and our land the earth and nature's bounty so use these two things then if you want to level up uh, you can then go on to using ice baths and saunas and highly recommend and blue light blockers i don't i know we i do it myself i i'm not a i'm not going to say something which i don't do Correct. like i told you mujhe raat ko baith ke thodi der instagram so, scroll karke sona pasand hai but i never do it without my blue light blockers and i have seen the day i have to because i can't not that i can't find them but i know that my sleep is disturbed so i sleep so much better my eyes are rested so blue light blockers red light therapy um you know then you can level up with these things so uh, what is red light therapy so blue light block blockers is a, a glasses which blocks out the blue light from your phones and screens right okay what is red light therapy Red light therapy is red light as close to the sun's wavelength. Okay. And this therapy is extremely healing for your wounds, your scars, your mitochondria, mitochondria from within. So it's highly recommended. You will feel way more energized. You will sleep better. Your performance as an athlete will be much better. And so I think everybody should have a red light panel at home. So red light panel is only for an area, or is it for your entire body? Right. 
So you get a panel, a rectangular long panel, which is all body. You also get smaller ones. And then these days you're also getting those strap-ons, mm. which if suppose I have an injury here, I can just put it here. You also get the face mask red light panel. You literally, when you start using it, I haven't used one ever. I have the panel, but when you use that, your wrinkles, your pigmentation, if you have acne scars or something, they literally go away. How much time should a person take red light therapy? Uh, not more than 20 minutes in one sitting. Okay. Uh, how much time should a person take sauna? 30 minutes at, at about 60, 70 degrees Celsius. And ice bath, you said 4-5 minutes? Yeah. Now with the ice bath, there are many permutations and combinations. Do not do it after a workout okay. because that's when your muscles are inflamed. Mm. And if you're in a muscle building phase, then you don't want to take the ice bath immediately after because it will stop the inflammation. So you uh, want that muscle to stay inflamed so that you develop a muscle. Yes. So what I do is I take the ice bath in the morning nearly 24, 22, 23 hours after my workout. Okay. I've given my muscle enough time to be inflamed and settle and then I do my ice bath. I take the sauna in the night to help my muscles relax. So the ice bath should not be taken after a workout at least 7-8 hours if you can help it. A lot of people like even at, at the gyms in Bombay, I know that they're like, Hum log ne workout then we went to the ice bath. I'm like, do you even know the logic? Like you're literally apne pair pe hadi haan, wali kar So on a daily basis, 4 to 5 minutes at 4-5 degrees is more than enough. On the weekend, uh, I do contrast therapy. Uh, ice bath, sauna, ice bath, sauna, 3 rounds. So that is two ways, uh, wow. shocking the body two ways. So ice bath, couple of minutes, sauna, 20 minutes, ice bath, that way? Yes, 3 rounds of those. 20 minutes in the sauna? Yes. And then back to ice bath, back to sauna? Yes. Like so an hour? Yes. It's a Sunday recovery thing, huh. but it's easier than you think because when you're going from the ice bath to the sauna, the 80 degrees doesn't hit you very hard because your body's chilled out, mm -hmm. cool down. Ho chuki hai. And from the sauna going to the ice bath does not hit you that hard. So it's a good contrast therapy. So what I was calculating when, you were saying, when I was asking all this is how much time in a day should I spend to better myself? Hmm. It's less than one hour. It's like 30 minutes. Ice baths. 3-4 minute therapy if I take for another 10, 15, 10 minutes, 5 minutes and if I take a sauna for 20 minutes in 30 to 40 minutes, if I spend on myself, I can live longer, healthier, better skin, better life. That's amazing. No more brain fog. The same thing that you would take 45 minutes to do, you'll finish in what? 30 minutes. So it's the price you're paying, you know, no more therapy sessions because you have so much brain clarity, no, no more coffee. Do you use a tongue cleaner? No. Okay, so uh, this is a very interesting thing. A friend of mine was like, I cannot start my day if I have not meditated for an hour. And I'm like, wow, that's the level I want to get at because that's something I'm working on. And see, that's the thing, you know, these days parents are like, Tum ye karo to hum tumhe wo chocolate denge. the reward uh, setting has to change. If you do this task, if you make your bed, the reward is you will, I don't know, get a steak or we'll go sit in the sun or we'll go to the pool. This entire game of reward cycling has to change. When she told me that, I'm like, she's like, I'm like, how do you do it? You're like the same age as me. She's like, because my parents were so much into meditation that sitting alone for an hour in silence was a given and I relate to it. So my father has always used a tongue cleaner because we saw it, we always use a tongue cleaner. My day feels incomplete if I have not cleaned my tongue in the morning. So I see what she's saying. It's about what you 
यू नो वॉट इज शोन टू यू फ्रॉम द स्टार्ट इफ यू से ये अच्छा करोगे तो वो पेस्ट्री मिलेगी तो इट गेट्स द लर्न बिहेवियर इज दिस इज द रिवॉर्ड दैट गेम हैज टू चेंज सो वेन यू सेट दैट इट रिमाइंडेड मी ऑफ समथिंग एट होम आई वॉन्टेड माई किड्स टू स्टार्ट गेटिंग अप अर्ली सो द वे आई स्टार्ट डूइंग इज आई स्टार्ट गेटिंग अपट फाइव थर्टी my son used to used to get up at 6:30 before school uh he saw that and he then he and i used to have a race on who gets up earlier now he gets up at 5 i still get up at 5:30 because i'm not going to, i mean think i won the race a few times and i'm like i still need my sleep he gets up at 5 and sits to read but that habit got started because we used to have that race like who gets up earlier like and who you know uh, he's like i got to wake you up today and it was a fun little thing but that habit got started because he was seeing somebody else do it yeah. my daughter is not there yet she's like she's actually woken up for like 20 minutes So I told her now the vacation is going on. So I've told her before the end of the vacation, I'm going to get you to a point where once you are woken up with your own alarm, yeah, you're out of the bed in three seconds. So I do that. Like once I get up, I'm up. Then I I never go back to sleep. If I'm up, I'm up and out of the bed in three seconds because I know if I'm there longer, there's a good chance I'll go back. So now by default I can't sleep. I mean once the alarm rings, no, like three o'clock alarm, I take a flight or whatever it is. I'm up and out. My son does the same thing. My daughter, I'm working on. Like in the next twenty days, thirty days, I need to teach her. how to do that hmm. kids emulate what they see yes right so if you want to inspire somebody do it that's the inspiration you telling them ye karo yeah. is not the right way uh, at home we've done why something very interesting with the kids we've taught them how to read nutrition labels oh lovely right, right now yeah. ju- we just came back from uh, france and uh, in france every food packaging has an a b c d e rating on it hmm. the other day uh, last week We were in the sh- uh, supermarket, and I was picking up something, and I picked up some cookies for the kids. My daughter put it back in. I'm like, oh, I thought you liked the cookies. She's like, no, no, it's C. I want at least a B or an A. Wow! Like, wow! Like this is insane. Wow. And we've taught them something like, hey, you know, you can only have X grams of sugar in a day. The yes, uh, last night there was ice cream. Uh, I I interviewed somebody and uh, uh, Papa Cream, and she sent some ice cream home. So and I offered my daughter, and uh, she said no. Said why you don't like this ice cream? She's like no, my twenty uh, six grams of sugar is already done. Wow! I was like, I I, I think we're doing something. We're we're headed. We're doing something right, right? Uh, so having that setting and an example, and let it be at home or at the workspace. Like at work, if you want people to work harder, you need to work harder. You can't be like, okay, I'm going to do two hour days, and you should work ten hours. That doesn't fly, right? Uh, I I remember once upon a time, I used to be the first one in office and the last one out. But when people saw that, if nobody at Equinox is told to work more than their time, they do it because they see their leader doing it. They are passionate about the work that they do, and they want to do it because they're having fun doing it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so a big part of I think happiness is that culture of success around you. Yeah. We're able to build that. I think that is fantastic. What motivates you? Is there like a one specific thing that motivates you, or the multiple things that motivate you? What motivates you as a person? Uh, the one thing is, I'll tell you. Like, so basically, I was in Bali last year, and you know what a dead hang is? You hang on the bar, and it was given that a man can do it for a min for two minutes, and a woman can do it for a minute. And I come back from Bali, and the same uh, trainer, William, his name is. He puts up a video holding a twenty kg kettlebell. Holding on to the bar with one, one hand. hand, Ashwin, for eleven minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, was that even possible? You literally just made it clear that it's possible. So I want to be that person. 
there is nobody in the world who's healed type 1 diabetes there's nobody i want to say that it is possible it can be done no medical report no doctor no buddy don't let them ever tell you that you can't do this that it's not possible why can't you do it it's your body you know it's your pancreas you can do it so that's my number one motivation i want to be that person who says no nobody will tell me what my body can and cannot do i will make it do it so that's my number one motivation and then there are little little things yeah like kisi din maine agar kuch galti se kha liya and my glucose has shot up then i'm like okay now i need to go work out or something to bring it down so little you find motivation in little things you know uh just those little things but largely it is to be that person who wants to tell the world that no nobody tells anybody what to do uh is there a person in this world that inspires you like or you you want to be like that person like i want to be like that uh i'll have to think about this <laughs> but i do keep the teachings of my father in mind like you know sometimes when i am like you know there are moments in life when you want to fall from grace you know somebody wants to somebody is uh, triggering you the wrong way and you just want to snap लाइक इट हैपन्स वेरी रेयरली आजकल तो मुझे पता नहीं क्या हो गया मेरा मानसिक संतुलन इतना ज्यादा सीधा है कि नथिंग बॉदर्स मी बट देर आर यू नो यू हैव लाइफ इज नॉट लेनियर सो आई गो बैक इन माई हेड टू वॉट माई फादर वुड से थिंक डू एंड माई मॉम ओ माई गॉड शी इज ऑल्सो लाइक नेक्स्ट लेवल सोर्स ऑफ इंस्पिरेशन सो आई कीप दे आर टीचिंग्स इन माइंड एंड बोथ द डाउनलोड्स इन आई एम लाइक या ओके सो लार्जली इट्स माई पेरेंट्स बट आई मीन नो नो There is no I, one I'll person you're like. Okay, I want to be like no. Oprah, or I want to be like no. Maybe uh, the Rock. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> oh, that is. I don't think I. I, I want all that tequila for sure. <laughs> that, that is absolutely amazing. We should bring up a photo of the Rock when she's saying this, right? I like him so much. He's so full of heart and family, and doing such good job building muscle and eating all those cookies and talking about tequila and mana and you know like life source, sacred source. I love the whole vibe. It is. very nice to find people who vibrate at the same frequency hmm. right so when people say vibe i think it's a very genuine thing basically they're talking about is frequency hmm. so when two people vibe basically they're vibrating at the same frequency that is where the word vibe has come from so when you say oh that person i mean i like that person's vibe you're literally saying the word frequency without even realizing that that's what it is right there are people where you know they walk into the room and you instantly like them hmm. right and the people who walk into the room and you instantly dislike them yeah they've not even opened their mouth right <laughs> it's like sometimes it's so sad. Like they don't say anything, but you instantly dislike them. But I think it's because their vibrations kind of irk you, or their vibrations attract you. One of the two, right? Is there a way that that you can change your vibrations? Do you feel? Uh, it what you? Yeah, I think so. What hundred percent? Because innately we are all lovely people. You know, we are all that baby that was born with absolutely no agenda. for anything mm-hmm. and then we get all this learned behavior through thoughts situation people society and it changes so everything in life is only about coming you coming back to yourself you coming home to yourself and the more you keep doing it the more you chip off chip off chip. people think you have to build a sculpture no you know i'm sure you also like mm-hmm. it's always there on social media you're a block of stone you got to chip 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 and you know come back to you so innately it's there everybody has that vibration you just got to keep chipping at it so i feel innately everybody has a bodhisattva in them everybody is innately good so yeah it's completely possible love it uh last but not the least 
if you have to tomorrow choose a life partner, what are the three things you'd look for in them? Muscle, <laughs> for sure. I knew that was going to be one of the like protein and muscle. Ora changes me. I met Harpreet in the flight right now. He's like, I'm meeting my friend. I'm like, is he single? Does he have muscle? <laughs> He's like, your questions. I swear, people ask how much money are people making. I'm like, no. So muscle shows hard work. You know, everything else you can be given. You cannot be given muscle. You got to earn it. So muscle, and for me, it would be important if they eat meat. Uh, and a great sense of humor among like other things and of course there's a great list but i love the muscle <laughs> muscle as the answer uh so you were asking a question now you can yes you have uh, so much experience behind you in the last 4 years you have built so much literally from you know your teenage years you're literally living your vision board and wo to you have like said okay now where's the next vision board how how so i think one is having a having the guts to have a vision larger than what your current be thinking you're capable of right i think many people fear having a large vision because they think they will fail i feel you can have a larger vision but you need to have the guts and the grit and the strength to do work to get there it requires a lot of work being a serial entrepreneur I don't wish it upon anybody. <laughs> it took a lot of work. It took a lot of sacrifice. If I had to redo things, would I redo things differently? No. But I would go back to my eighteen-year-old self. I'd go seven company ka bhoot nikal do. Yes, you should work on being successful. You shouldn't work on being large. That you can have a vision larger than yourself. But don't have that thinking that itne hi companies karne hi because that did take a toll on me. It took my took on my personal life. It took a toll on my health. Took a toll on a lot of things. Right. Uh, the ability to do all of this i think stems from one vision larger than your current capability two sharing that vision with people that took me a long time to do i used to have a big vision and said my head but nobody else knows about it point is being able to share that vision because then people if they are excited by the vision you've shown them see today you're here you're saying we'll be here as a company as a group as a person whatever and if they are excited about this they are on the same mission as you the other day i read a very nice uh, statement They say if you don't have a purpose, it's okay when you're younger, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. You don't have, you may not have a purpose, but you see somebody else's purpose and that excites you. That can become your purpose. Now, two, if you are that leader and other people become a follower, they, you all together are followers because you are also looking at something higher than you, right? So, being able to have that and share that with people, and three is find good people. That ability, something I've developed. well being able to find good people ha ha right who gel with your company who vibe with the same vibrations as the rest of your company because if you take somebody completely outside out who is performing really well but doesn't get along with people doesn't get along with the company culture that can become a cancer in itself right so that and i have allowed that to grow in my company for a long time now all cancerous people are the minute i see it thank you goodbye it could be the best behavior in my company making tons of money if you you abuse you do whatever out my tolerance has now gone to zero right and last but not the least give people the freedom to make mistakes these three four things anyone does they can reach whatever mission they want most people forget yaar ki when you want to do something bigger you can't do it by yourself you need other people it could be any you name any thing you want to be successful in could be business acting you're an artist you're a performer whatever you are 
you need there's a team around you right now you may be the face but to make you the face there's so many there's an army of people around you to make you look good on screen could be a coach it could be a, whatever it is right so much hard work that you've done somebody you practiced with other people around you that also bring out the best in you it's the environment that actually helps you flourish yeah right uh, now that i had a very beautiful quote if you want butterflies when catch butterflies don't chase them make a beautiful garden they will come oh so I, i i when i read that the first thing i thought of is Hey, at Equinox, I think that's what we've done. Oh, we don't go chasing great talent, and great so talent lovely. finds us and stays with us for years. Is because we've created a beautiful garden, and we're allowing them to play. We're allowing them to make mistakes, and I think that's that's the secret of success, if you want to call it that. What a limited success we have is because of that. You know, Ashwin, you say all this so. easily now but i can see that it has taken you a while and a lot of trial and error with people with yourself with maybe coming home and shutting yourself in the in the room and being like oh my god what have i done did i do that right how how painful was that uh it's a painful journey can't can't lie about it and the challenges when you're a founder you can't share that with a lot of people right Imagine coming and telling a thousand people, "Company, hey guys, uh, we may not have money for salaries for the next three months." That's not something you can share with people. You got to do what the hell you got to do to make money available. And there have been times when it's literally been that way. When we were not a thousand people, then we were smaller. There was no money uh, for payroll. Are you thousand now? We are thousand. Wow. <laughs> and uh, you know there was no money for payroll. I've contributed to that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know you showed me a report from Equinox Labs. From like 2018, 2018, 2018, I got some tests done. That was pretty cool. I, I, that made my day when you shared that photo with me. I'm really? like, dude, this is of course. That was so, so cool. You didn't believe me when I told you. You had mentioned how much I did, but Haan. actually, you finding the photo yeah. and sending it to me brought me a big oh, smile on my face. Of course, thank you so much. Yeah. And but you know, as a founder and as you grow, you're not able to share the problems that you have with others, and you sometimes are forced to bear that burden by yourself. that can be quite painful right but having somebody to share that with uh, not even solve for just share with is a tremendous help uh, so that 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 transition can be painful and uh, back in the day when people used to leave the company for whatever reason i used to take it as a very personal are mujhe chhod ke ja rahe ho like like a family member is leaving my family and going right i used to feel like horrible about it even at, if i had to fire somebody i would delay firing i would not i would not fire the person I've had people continue for two years. When I know I need to fire this person, I'm not fired up because I'll feel bad because I'll feel bad about it. Today I have matured. Yeah. <laughs> That's no longer the case. But but that took a toll. That took a lot of personal toll. Uh, the first time I had to let go of a large number of people. It took a. I took a hit. No matter how mature you are, I had to take a call, and it was a difficult call. Again, you can't sit with everybody and say, "Guys, should we do this or not do that?" There, there are some difficult calls as a founder you need to take. And which land up taking a personal toll, but you can't even tell people it took a personal toll. You yeah. can't be on screen saying, "Oh, guys, I'm so sad." Nee hota hai, right? Because as a leader, you have to have a certain thing that you're in front of them. You can't show all the vulnerabilities to everyone all the time. When a smaller as a ten, twenty people company may be okay, but as you grow, that doesn't work. So that those parts are tough. But the other side is that bring me so much joy to see people evolving. I've seen people starting out as interns, and today they have hundred people reporting into them, right? that brings me joy seeing customers who are with me for last 15 years 20 years 18 years like for abhi bhi hai mere sath yesterday we did three podcast back to back and every time we do a podcast uh before the guest come many times i don't know the guest because my team organizes the guest right uh my teammate will tell me ki oh is a client hai nahi client hai whatever so yesterday we interviewing a company called bartson 
so uh, first bartisan okay. they do uh, cocktail mixes right and uh, one of my teammates said uh, oh, they're not our client I said, okay fair enough take them and pura interview ho gaya sab ho gaya then we were just sitting over having a cup of coffee and uh, she said you know over time how much money have given to equinox I said, what are you talking about she's like yeah for last 5 years through all my we've started three iterations of the product and you know we shut down this product line also but sub product aap se hi to test kiye i was like are you serious and i was like i was so surprised to see Hi. that but bring me so much joy that people even after they shut down the company came back in the new product they came back to us again and again being able to have that impact yeah. is amazing and the most the thing that gives me the most pleasure is seeing somebody who started out small ghar se chalu kiya and today that company is doing 50 60 100 crores yeah they are funded they are growing they are getting sold like that and i've seen them start from that i've been with them from that beginning of the journey at ghar pe juice bana raha tha yeah. i know people from that level which got sold for hundreds of crores yeah. today brownie companies are doing big so many companies but that having that personal impact yeah. is so much fun we have a lot of clients we right? have 75000 customers we wow. have all the multinationals yeah wonderlays hl i actually take more pride in working with the startup oh. because for a wonderlays while obviously wonderlays is a very large account very prestigious account we are one of their 12 or 20 labs that they work with across the world right we move the needle by 1% or 2% right but for a startup we move the needle like we will help them change strategies we will help companies from not shutting down like i know people have come to me are this is the product fda is saying shut down karo ye karo and i have kind of sat with them for uh, no money in the i'm not making money in the process but helping them navigate those things and coming out of it and then they come yaar bacha liya company ko bacha liya we had those incidences as well but having that impact it makes up for all the other downside is taken care of it's team and customers right and seeing the team evolve seeing the customers evolve i think that's blessed to be in that place today because amazing people inside the company and outside the company so we work with com- customers that we want to work with by the way do you know even we have about 200 interns in our company an intern is allowed to fire a customer because of the customers not behave well if the customers the behaving intern, not well if the customers asking us to do anything illegal an intern is allowed to fire a customer today morning we fired a multinational i don't want to name them because they abused one of my teammates because my auditor was late to site by half an hour because of traffic they abused that person the i mean person was almost crying but i found out via via the person still doing their job they happened to mention it to their boss their boss happened to have a call with me and is mentioned that this happened I said, ask the person to leave. I called the guy. Boss, we are blacklisting you, Pan India, and it was a multi-crore account. And the guy said, what happened? I'm like, how dead? That's my family. You talk to my family. I said, I can, I can. If I really want to get vengeful, I can get him fired from his job. Utana nahi karna, bhaiya. I will not choose. I will disassociate it. I will walk away from it. They're like, oh, do you know the account size? Do you know the PO? Do you know the cancellation terms? I'm like, does it look like I gave a shit? <laughs> Does it look? Like, it doesn't look like I give a shit. Does it look like I give a shit? I don't give a shit. You disrespect my family. I will not. I will not harm you. I will walk away. If you harm my family, I would come behind you. But since you're disrespecting my family, I'm choosing to distance myself. The older me would have gone behind. Now learn to rise a little above. Yeah. Just distance. So I think is not, the best. That moment you did not fall from grief. I did not fall from grief. Yes. So I distance myself without abusing, without losing my cool. Back in the day, I've abused people. there was i remember this one incident from some club there was an army major and he said something to one of my teammates and my teammates started crying he abused them 
I got on to him. I gave him left, right, center. I said, "Boss, if I come, I don't care who you are. You may, Army Major. I appreciate what you've done for the country, but that doesn't give the right to be." Yes. Fifteen minutes. I gave him. Then, then he said, "You know what, boss? I will not work with you guys again." But he's like, "I respect the hell out of you." He's like, "You stood up behind your teammate. You did not care. I could have been somebody. I'd come to your house. You did not give a shit." Yeah. He said, "But I appreciated what you did." He said, "I'm not going to work with you next day." Next one year's contract came. Usne sign karke beja. I asked him like, "Are you sure?" I said, "I'm not going to change my attitude. If you're a business person next time, then I'll come here." He like, "I want people this way." And I, he then he apologized. He apologized to me and that person, saying, "I'm sorry, I was under pressure." I said, "See, it's okay. You could apologize person there and then, but you didn't. You made my teammate cry. That's not done. See, sometimes you fall from grace, yeah. but you need to be able to pick yourself up. And if you've impacted somebody, tell them. And I appreciated that with him. Yeah, he called up and he called me and said, "Sorry." He called that person and said, "Sorry." We still work with him, by the way, till this day, and he's still there, by the way. He's almost retiring age, but he's still there. He's still with me, and now a good friend. So it helps, and that that so having those people around you, it's 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 a it's a journey. You enjoy the journey. There's no destination. Yeah. Your your destination is there. You're here. Enjoy the journey. As long as that's in place, I think all's good. So did you have like mentors? Yeah, you know, I feel yeah. like that's such a big part of the growth journey, right? Like how. How was the whole mentorship? Were they there, and you're like, okay, I'm going to consult you, or did they cross your path in encounters? So, both. One is that people I have actively seek mentorship from, like I've gone to somebody saying, hey, I want you to help me with A, B, C, D. Two, my best mentor surprisingly have found me serendipitous. Serendipity. Right. I was acquiring a company, a small part of a larger company. And during that, I met one of my biggest mentors today. Uh, he's also now an investor because he saw what we were able to do. He's also an investor. Uh, idea is when you you have to have the ability to understand that you don't know everything. That you don't don't know everything, huh. right? That other people know more than you. Two, you have to also realize that you shouldn't have to make all the mistakes. Hmm. Other people have made mistakes, right? Today, I mentor so many people. I don't teach them for my successes. I teach them for my failures. Yeah. And I'm very open about failures. Publi- who publicly says I've shut down six companies? I'm perfectly fine. I think my TED talk will not be around the success; it will be probably around the failures, right? Uh, the idea is with mentors, be very clear on uh, what you want from them, hmm. and to be very clear on what you can offer them. If you're expecting people to mentor you for free, there are some people who will. Because no, most of mentors don't work on money. But something I'll I will do for them as a way of saying thank you. It could now I know one mentor, very very extremely well to do, but very PR shy. Hmm. And mentioned once, "Arey, your PR abilities are so good. You know, I really wish someday I." He's already older than me. I'm like, I spend the next two weeks creating a PR plan. Kya karna is for him. Told him to his team. Went sat with them. No commercials exchanged. However, I mean, he's done this much good for me. I did this much good for him. But now his PR is. Kicking up because I realized that that's something I could contribute, right? I think one interesting thing to realize is, irrespective of age, somebody even a younger person can teach you something. Like I've I learned things from 18 years old, 20 year old kids also can teach me something. I have met vice president or now president of United States, Joe Biden, when he was in India. I spent some time with him. I learned something from him also, and I can learn something from a 20 year old kid who's joined the company two days ago. That person can also teach me something, and a president of a company or a country or of United States can also teach me something, hmm. right? So, having your mind open to that is absolutely essential, and actively seeking mentorship hmm. is critical. 
and in what and by the way mentors don't always have to be in your field they can be in parallel fields hmm. mentors can be younger than you many people have mentor matlab white hair person hi mera mentor nahi bhai i have one of mentors younger than me two of my mentors now are younger than me i have one more new mentor has come on board is younger than me almost not half okay i'm not that old not half my age but little more than half my age but i'm learning something from them as well because they have something to teach me hmm. so you actually have a position called mentor Like you said, he's come in as a mentor. No, no. In my my ecosystem, I'm okay. treating that person as a mentor. Okay. And I'm very open about. It. I tell people, hey, I'm going to actively seek your mentorship because it's not really a position on the this thing or a board, whatever it is, right? And what I've realized over the last few years is, I know a few things. Hmm. I've learned things from mistakes I've made. I've by the way, I learn more from uh, failures than successes, and I think most people do, hmm. right? I share that with people, and now people have started seeing that, and now they actually come and actively seek, like, "Hey, can I come? I'm a new thing. Can I? Can I?" I never, ever, ever say no, and I never ask them something like, "Oh, are you already my client?" Or then I will talk to you, like, "Oh, if you're a client of Equinox Labs, only then I will mentor." Nothing to do with that. I don't charge for mentorship for a very simple reason. Yeah, if it then becomes very commercial, then it's like a, "Oh, you pay the coach something, and you get something in return." Then it's very transactional. it's beyond that most people are mentor will end up doing something for me but that's separate but it's not an expectation right but the ability to share something and the joy you get when they apply that and they get to a higher level is inimaginable there's no money you can't put a money value on that. yeah so that joy is uh, this thing and every victory that i have i will go and share with my mentors small little update hey, yeah. i just did this i did cross number of people let it be number of labs number of less, uh, samples revenue jo bhi hai all the little mini victories i keep sharing with them because even if they are no, no longer currently directly mentoring me because they have played a role in that right whenever i go whenever i'm in and around i will go and drop say hello get them something i know somebody who loves whiskey i'll have best whiskey possible i'll go get and they love the not because there's a commercial value i know they enjoy the thing right so mentors is life changing very important right 100 yeah you speak about failures like i was just thinking about this line to myself like i should be In the last couple of months, the amount of uh, failures I've had, I should be given an award for it. <laughs> But I would rather receive an award for the number of times I stood up after getting knocked down each time. Love it. You know, I I was just like sitting and thinking, and I came up like this line came to me, and I'm like, it was it was heartbreaking. So many speaker engagements not working out. So many things. This flight getting cancelled, like paying double. You know, who wants that honestly? So many things. ये तो आज सुबह की बात है, but in the last ten months, lots. You know, lots of things working out, and everything is confirmed. And I'm doing a dance in my head, and then a few days later, it's not happening. So the number of times I've fallen down, I should be getting a getting <laughs> an award for that. But honestly, I'd rather receive it for the number of times I've gotten up, dusted myself off. and gotten got over it you know that is then no longer a failure because 100%. it was just a speed breaker and now you're just going to be like working with so much more grit because of what happened so you either win or you learn learn yeah also in the whole uh, journey in the last couple of months i've also learned build don't talk i because i feel like everybody wants your bala so i'm like guys guys and then i realized bhai the, not everybody wants the best for the best for you and then i'm like am i is there some issue with me that i'm seeing that part of them because that also comes like everybody is a mirror of you and what you are inside is what you're seeing in other people so how do you separate between people and your relation with them i am still struggling with understanding this equation with 
people ki if i see that this girl or this boy is jealous of me does that mean that i have that jealousy or is it time to just say no you know just keep quiet and build don't talk like like i told you this morning ki i have not reposted any story about my travels or anything because i would rather put my foot in that soil and then say so how do you bridge this gap so uh, my basic fundamental belief is everybody is good right unless proven otherwise so at uh, equinox or in, any interaction of mine i will never try and judge a book by its cover that oh just because i had a bad vibe doesn't mean oh this person is bad earlier i speak like bad vibe oh, i'm not going to stay away i give the person a chance i interact with the person now if i see bad intention if i see bad thoughts if the person is coming and bitching about somebody else to me when i've just met somebody the person is going to do exactly the same thing for me back in the day i would have reacted to it now i just walk away right uh, idea is very simple and i was discussing with uh, somebody else today like they are like hey you know when you uh, when you have to hire people it's almost like recruiting a family how do you recruit family members right so uh, one way of doing i think is very simple imagine because it's it's a 30 minute interview 15 minute interview at 15 minute interview kya pata chalne wala hai the basic fundamental thing i look for is hey if i had to have lunch with this person for next 30 days yeah would i look forward to it or be like nahi yaar if the answer is yes person's in the answer is no there's something it is telling you because everything you may not have a like a checklist a lot of it also is gut i've started trusting my gut a lot more and i think over time my gut is lot more right than it is wrong i've made mistakes a fair share of them but i think every time i make a mistake my gut kind of calibrates or recalibrates itself because this as a founder and ceo you take 10 20 30 40 decisions a day and the speed at which you have to take them is very fast and all the time you don't have all the data with you so a lot of the decisions are gut hmm. decisions hmm. and when you make a mistake it's okay to publicly say hey you know what i did that wrong hmm. you'll be very surprised how many times these words leave my mouth every week hey, i'm sorry I'm, i'm so sorry i got that wrong okay let's since i've started saying it other people have started saying it other people are okay with saying that they failed other people are okay with saying that they were wrong and they no longer have to hide it under the carpet kare no no we made a mistake let's not talk about it we use a phrase at equinox fail forward fast make mistakes fast so we have two business one is your day to day business which has to be done properly their mistakes are not allowed because it is sop driven both that's your bread and butter there you can't miss then you have a separate track which is a sandbox which is your we call it special projects where at any given point 30 40 special projects chalte hain it's okay that if all the special projects fail hmm. no you try new things this is this is new hmm. this is everyday work which has to be prime and proper this is every everyone can make a lot of mistakes we burn tons of money tons of money is burnt in these special projects but so many new things are born that then become something very big so i think that's that's how i would summarize that so just allowing that person to prove you wrong don't start with the intention that person is bad they will if they are bad some action will show you and the first action of that just have the thing to walk away so it, and and don't feel bad, bad about it yeah so it's okay to walk away like because i'm like is if she's jealous of me is this my inner thing projecting on her and you know then i'm going all spiritual and woo woo on it <laughs> <laughs> i i don't think so i honestly i don't think that much about myself ki am i because no, innately, i'm questioning my my behavior i know no so, so it, a person sometimes will react to how you are hmm but you are how you are 
I don't think you should change your behavior because of one person. If 100 people around you all are hating you, okay, that could be something, something there may be, maybe there's some introspection required there. But one person reacting badly, every day, end of day, I do one little activity. I reflect on all the, my interactions and I don't look at it, uh, what I did wrong, but I always look at okay, what could I have done better? Hmm. Like yesterday, I had to let somebody go. It was a very difficult conversation. I did reflect back on like, hey, could I have done it better? Like, oh yeah, I could have said this. Or I could have also done that for them. Hmm. Right? Oh, I, there was this issue. Okay, handle it like this. Could I have handled it better? I'm not blaming myself, but I'm looking at how can I improve. Hmm. So I think it's that mindset of how do you reflect on that? Somebody is jealous of you. Maybe that's just how they are. May not necessarily be aware, but take a second analyze. Okay, did I say anything to them? Did I do anything to them? Did I snub them? No. Take care. I behave properly. And that's mm-hmm. how they are. It's okay. You're just going to rise above it. I, 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 don't, I don't think people, even if they treat you badly, I think you just need to be like, okay, there's, the other day somebody yelled at me. Asked them, hey, are you okay? Like, is everything fine in the gym? Like some equipment, something, something. And somebody else before me had done something and that person thought, I did I'm like, are you okay? And the guy was like, he actually paused for a second. He's like, no, man, I just said it. Yeah. Like he calmed down in a second. Yeah. All asked me, is everything okay? Because many people are not. And most people don't talk about it. And they have no one to talk about it. So when people understand that, it's that's it. <laughs> I think that's the that's the best way to explain that. That's true. I think in the last couple of months, the number of things, people, situations I've eliminated for my life is not funny. And anybody looking at my life would think, Iski to kisi se banti nahi hai. but that's not the thing. You are telling me that Mary is couple ke saath banni chahiye jo paise apne parents ke saath lete hain aur pura time Gucci Prada mein ghumte hain and do not know the basics of good eating or good manners or kin- being kind to kindred spirits and you are going to judge me on that then there is something wrong with your judgment because I am very happy to disengage with these kind of people. So this doesn't speak about me disengage about my behavior but about my elevation. Now, uh, uh, wait, I wanted to ask you uh, I'm forgetting. Yeah. Uh, wanted to ask you about growth. Ha. Huh. Yes. So, uh, what your father is doing now and what you are doing now mm. is completely different. Mm. I would like to rewind just a little bit. I don't mm. know if we have the time ah. and camera reel ah. for that. <laughs> but, nay. <laughs> so, I want to know. Hey, na? Ah, ha. So, I want to know that. How did you get into this? I know that uh, in your teens, you were like, I had companies banani hai and you manifested and it, it happened. But how did you take these steps to this? Like, how did that happen? And like, it's not a family business, I'm assuming, because of what we've just spoken yeah. about. So how did that happen? How did that happen? So um, I studied in the US. I did my computer science there. I did my MBA marketing. I was the good son, came back. I joined the family business, which was in water treatment. Right? Hmm. Uh, while I was there, I used to deal with a lot of laboratories across the country, and the service was horrible. Uh, there was no, I, I, like if you send a sample there, 15, 20 days, 40 days, unless you follow up. And I, I thought, yeah, I think I can do better than this, right? So I saw an opportunity, and I looked around the Adeni professional labs. All the labs were small, small, small labs, 10, 20 people labs, mom and pop labs, so to say, and none of them were scaling. I'm like, either the industry can't scale, or they are not able to scale, right? When I analyzed those a little closer, every one of them was run either by a chemist or a microbiologist, not by a businessman, right? And I'm like, okay, our business have blood me, 
let me give it a try. That was my first company. So that's when I had this idea. I went and told my dad, like, I want to leave Aquatech and I want to start this out. 10 second conversation. He was okay with it. And not because of this, I actually decided to leave because of the theory of the sun and the moon. And which is my dad only had taught me this when I was younger, ki, hey, sun gives out light, moon only reflects it, right? So that was a conversation I left. Uh, I started Equinox. It started doing okay-ish. Hmm. Then I saw another opportunity and I started working on that. Then I saw another opportunity. The idea is every time I started something new, I've seen an opportunity that is not being fulfilled by the market. And I thought I could do better. In some places, I was wrong. And some places, I was right. Hmm. Right? Uh, but it's... And being okay, the first time I had to shut down a company, very took a very bad toll on me. Very, very bad toll on me. It was very early on. and uh, But after that, I came out a little stronger. The next time I had to do that, I came out a little stronger. In the last six, seven, eight years, we've not shut down a company. So all these six pages That's were a little, little earlier on, right? Uh, the, the point is, when you want to start something new, you have to find an opportunity in the world which nobody else is looking at. Or even if other people are doing it, if you feel that you can do it better. Like I know you had an idea which you mentioned to me last time we spoke on the food side. I, I would definitely want to double tap into that sometime. And uh, if you're able to execute it better, you'll grow. Many people think it's only the idea. Idea is everywhere in a thousand, right? It's the ability to execute. And I think that's what got sharpened for me over time. That how do you take an idea and execute it well so that it can scale? Mm. And that's my specialty is not testing mm. or a BPO or an NGO or chemicals or whatever. Is how do you take an idea and how do you scale it? Mm. And when to decide? You can't scale it. Mm. Which I think is equally important. Yeah. Saying and it takes a big hit on your ego when you say like, oh, should I fail publicly? Mm. It's a big hit, right? But being able to take that hit, dust yourself off, start something else new with no shame. Like, I have no shame that I failed. I think I am where I am because I failed. Hmm. If I hadn't failed, I probably wouldn't be there yet. So that's a little bit about that. So idea, guts, execute. Hmm. And be okay with failure. Four point step process of starting something yeah. new and restarting something new if you ever have. Idea, guts, execution and be prepared for failure. But this is my absolute last question. How do you compound? How do you grow yourself? Uh, by being open to growth, you know, Interesting. yeah, it's so important. People are so shut down with, like I said, being a prisoner of their own image by being resistant to change. So that like just by being open to growth, I love when I'm proven wrong. I love when somebody comes and says, no, I'm like, thank you. Like, you know, wow. So that means I'm a level up. So why would I be like, how dare you? And like, it's really not so keeping the ego aside. Yeah. You have to keep the ego being aside. open to growth. And Many people find it difficult to be open to new opportunities because they fear failure. They fear embarrassment, right? Um, I know so many people, if they're given the opportunity, the first default response is no. Hmm. I think if you're given the opportunity, your first default response should be yes. Hmm. And most of the time, people don't take the opportunity because they're like, how will I do it, right? You will figure out everything in life. So one of the, uh, so to say, secrets of life that I have figured out is everything in life is figured out. Hmm. Everything. If I want to solve the rocket problem that Elon Musk is working on, I can solve it. Yes, it will take me maybe 10 years, 15 years, whatever it is. But everything like rocket science is also figured out. That is something I'm teaching my kids. Like there is nothing like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know yet. Or I'm going to figure it out. Like if you ask a question you don't know, you're like, oh, let me find out. Yeah. Being able to have that as a mindset that 
I want to figure it out. Opens up so many doors, gives you so much confidence. Uh, you'd never say no to new experiences because you have the confidence of even if I fail, it's okay. It's being okay with failures. Many people have this thing of what will people think? People are worried about their own insecurities. They're not thinking about you as much as you think you're there thinking about you. Oh, I always say this. Yeah. Right? So don't people, give yourself so much importance. I always say this. They are, everybody is dealing with their own insecurities. Yeah. They don't have time to think about you. Yeah. Right? The minute people figure out these two, three things, they start leading happier lives. They, they lead richer lives. They're more confident. And I think they bring a lot of joy to the world. Because if you're able to bring that positivity into the world, that itself is a huge contribution. Everything else is secondary. So the whole meaning of life, the other day, one night, late into the night, the whole meaning of life comes in and we're going around the room discussing it. For me, meaning of life was just be happy. And if you can create happiness in others, that's it. Now that can be through business, it can be through person, it can be through art, it can be through whatever. But if you're able to bring a smile, one person smile, one person did a workout because of the video you saw. Yeah. That's also bringing happiness in their life, bringing purpose in their life. I think you've done your job. Yeah. And I think you're doing a brilliant job at bringing happiness in people's life. And I wish you all the best. Thank and you. I would love to see you scale higher heights. I know you're working on a lot of cool things you don't want to talk about publicly, no. which is fine. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I love to see how you've transformed from where you were as an 18-year-old to yeah. a 25-year-old to where you are today. And I think that journey is uh, aspirational. You're only living a very aspirational life. And I'm very excited to see what you do over the next 5, 10, 50, 50 years. And I wish you the very best. And thank you so much for taking out the time and coming over here. I know you came in, took a flight here, uh, coming in early to view other shows. So thank you so much for that. I know you're going to be gone for a while now. But uh, it was so much fun chatting with you, Mega, and absolute inspiration. And I'm so glad I met you as a person. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Ashwin. I'm sure this is going to be the start of many good things coming, you know. Thank you. Thank you.